0: You're listening to the Hopefully Awkward Podcast, episode number 17. Buckle up, friends. I know it might be April, but we are fast approaching summer. And I think we can all relate to sometimes feeling a little bit apprehensive about the summer months. You know, throwing on a bathing suit again. Yeah, (laughs) not always my favorite activity. However, I know that there are lots of products and diets and misinformation out there that can make getting back on track with your health and wellness really confusing and overwhelming. Well, today I am joined by my dear friend, health and wellness coach Lynn Schrader, who's been on the podcast before, but is back with even more wisdom today, all about navigating this environment, how to determine what is a fad and what is actually good for our bodies and how to approach nutrition in a sustainable way because we want to eat things that not only taste good, but make us feel good too, and hopefully help us to meet our goals along the way. So let's do this. Hey friend, are you someone who has always felt a little bit awkward trying to figure out where you fit or needing permission to put your true self out there? Maybe you're a stressed out mom looking to get your groove back. Well then, Welcome to the Hopefully Awkward Podcast, and friend, you have finally found your place. My name is Farrah Weberg, and I'm a recovering 9-to-5-er turned creative entrepreneur who has struggled my whole life with finding my true place and purpose. I know exactly how it feels to be both too much and not enough, while trying not to lose yourself along the way. So I set out on a mission to relight my spark, learning day by day to embrace both the wonderful and the weird. You know, just keeping it real. Maybe you're finally ready too? Join me each week as we take a messy journey together towards joy and acceptance and finding hope even when you feel like you don't quite fit in. Because in here, you do. I'm no expert, just an awkwardly overthinking mama making her way in this world, sharing openly about the lessons I've learned, the missteps I can't quite seem to avoid, as well as a dose of tips and inspiration from some wise and wonderful women. Our journey may not be perfect or shiny, but it's ours. So grab a cup of your favorite brew and pull up a cushion, my dear, and let's do this. Well, welcome everyone to today's episode. I am joined again by my very dear friend, Lynn Schrader. (laughs) You may recall her from earlier in the season, but I am so excited to have her back, not only because she's my dear friend, but because she is a wealth of information and really, Kind of like my guiding light when it comes to fitness and nutrition. So, <laughs> hi! Welcome back, Lynn!
1: Hey, thanks for having me back.
0: You like the soap opera reference? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> One thing I never spent time on was watching soap operas because I just didn't have the time, but I got it.
0: <laughs> oh, so today, Lynn is here for us to just chat about you know, kind of a deeper dive into nutrition specifically. And especially as we're inching closer, hopefully towards consistently warmer weather months and all the good things that can come with that, but lots of temptations too. And I think we're all kind of in the mindset of just trying to get ourselves back on track after kind of like the winter slump and the holidays and all of that. So Lynn, do you want to share a little bit more about what you want to talk about today?
1: Yeah, so I think... I think first, I just want to say, you know, is that that start of the year, everyone is is so gung-ho about, you know, changing their lifestyle or changing their workout routine or changing their nutrition. Um, But no one wants to really put in the work yet. Like they kind of want to put in the work, but they don't really want to put in the work. And the thing that I see the most at the start of the year is all of the, quote, quick fixes or fad diets that are out there you know, the, and I don't want to name any names because I don't want to go into that. But the, you know, the ads that say, take one tablespoon of this a day and your fat will melt away and it will tone your muscles and you'll lose 30 pounds in one month. And it, I, I watch those go through my feed on Facebook and Instagram, or I see the ads pop up and things. And all I can think is "No."
0: <laughs> I know. Well, and I think, especially once we get to this point, you know, where pretty much at the end of April and we're anticipating summer and then that panic kind of sets in like maybe people had the resolutions in January saying okay I'm gonna get back in shape off the holidays and then life happens right and we have a craptastic winter like (laughs) like we've had and it felt like yes I know it felt like it was never going to be summer so now we're here and I think those quick fixes and the fad diets is that's especially when they're tempting right because now you're in panic you're like oh my god I'm coming up into summer and I have to look good I better do something Mm -hmm. fast
1: yep and that's that's where we're at. You know, I I feel like I'm seeing a more, you know, your friends will post on Facebook. My friend sells so-and-so and it. If you drink one tablespoon a day, it'll, it promise a fad diet is going to promise you all these magic cures in a super short time. And I think that's one of the hardest things to educate people on is that it ain't going to (laughs) work. And Mm -hmm. I hate saying it so bluntly, but it's not. Anything that makes you a promise to lose a huge amount of weight or to do something that you deep down know can't physically happen in a super short amount of time, you know, and, and let's really think about that. If that was someone coming to you and saying, Hey, I've got this really great piece of property that I want to sell you. And it's right in the middle of Paris, France. And you know, they've never been to Paris, France. We'd be like, no, you don't. You've never been there. How do you have property there to sell? I call baloney. But when it comes to something that we want, like getting into shape or feeling good for the summer, we're like, okay, (laughs) sign me up. You know, we don't even think twice about it. And as someone who's trying to build a business and fitness and nutrition, I'm sitting there going, oh, people just take a second and really think about that. I know. Like just pull back, remove the emotion from it, remove the emotion of what you want and just think about, is this logical? Is this safe? Is this true? I'll tell you the first thing. I If if there was a drink that I could just drink every day and not have to spend 50 minutes doing a leg workout like I did today, now I can barely walk up my stairs to go upstairs. Dude, I'd be all over that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, isn't it interesting, though, too, how we oftentimes see one over by those quick fix ideas when it comes to our health. Like you think that is our most precious thing, right? That we should be giving the most time and attention and, and intentionality to, and it's those quick, quick fixes. We like, it's easy to like kind of skip over like, Oh, is this actually going to be good for my body? Is it like, what is in that product? Is it, are there chemicals that will have long-term ramifications or If I can't afford to take that expensive product indefinitely, I'm just going to end up worse off than I was when I started. And it's, it's easy to get sucked in. And it's just, I find that so interesting why we're willing to make those, those quick cuts when it comes to our health.
1: Exactly. It's, it is interesting. And I think there's a whole psychology behind it because inherently the majority of us were lazy. (laughs) Like we don't want to do the work. We want to be that overnight success, but I think so many people forget to look at those overnight successes and realize that they were not an overnight success. It didn't happen overnight. It took time. It took effort. It took a lot of freaking work for that person to get to that point where all of a sudden they seem like an overnight success. Mm-hmm. So that friend that you have that all of a sudden shows up and you haven't seen them in six months because, you know, they're busy, you're busy. And even though you might live close together all of a sudden they show up and you're looking at them going, what did you do? You look fantastic. You know, maybe they lost weight or they started lifting weights and they, you know, they just are, look really sleek and toned and and happy. It's not that they just woke up one morning and I'm going to lift heavy today. And then the next day after that, they, you know, they lost all that weight and they built all this muscle. It's a process. It takes time. And so many forget that. And they think, well, I didn't start it already. So I'm just going to take this quick fix.
0: Right. And, and it's that instant gratification too, right? Like as a culture, we're really kind of taught that just if you want something, just like, just buy it, <laughs> but you can't buy health. You can't buy nutrition. It, it has to be a gradual process and an intentional
1: daily effort. Yep. It does. And it so that's one thing like I I really I've been doing a lot of education probably more so on my Instagram um, and I want to keep try to keep that up um and I haven't really done it in my in my Facebook group Strong AF Fitness and Nutrition but and maybe it, it bears something to just kind of throw out there right now and then that you know if if a product says they will help you lose x amount of pounds in x number of days and it's you know less than a month it's not it's not actually gonna help you. If it promises to tone your muscles for you, I'm gonna tell you right now, there is no product that you can ingest that will actually tone your muscles for you. Like that is done through the physical movement of heavy weights, Mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. That's the way our bodies work. So, you know, if they promise you anything like that, or they tell you this product or this program tells you, you won't have to work out a day in your life if you just take this and do this, question it. You know, is that really something that you want to put in your body? I'm going to say probably not. And and if it's really offering you that, maybe dig into it a little bit more. The other things that just are not not sustainable long term and actually will do more harm are, you know, the old thought processes of in order to lose weight, I have to reduce down to 1200 calories a day. I have to do an hour of cardio a day and I have to you know, sometimes you hear that, oh, I was told in order to do this, I have to eliminate this entire food group. Mm -hmm. Those aren't sustainable. Like in the long run, especially for us women to drop down to 1200 calories a day, we're going to do significant damage to our hormone and our reproductive system. And that's such a bad idea. It's such a bad idea. And cardio, don't get me wrong on this. Cardio is great. We need it, but we don't need to do an hour every single day unless you are a marathon runner or an ultra marathon runner, who's training for an event, you don't need an hour, hour of cardio a day. 30 minutes of walking is going to be plenty of cardio for you. I would encourage people instead to, you know, to pick up a a set of dumbbells and and to use some, some weight resistance training, because that's going to actually do more good than anything, but that's, that's probably a whole different podcast. (laughs) Well,
0: and, and like you're saying, It's especially when you're looking at the midlife stage, like we are at, that -hmm. I think people that think that they have to have those high intensity workouts and kill themselves like spending hours or else that they won't get results. I mean, that's, it's kind of a backwards way of thinking and that you said that it's actually could potentially do us more harm than good, right? That we aren't going to get to where we want to go and we're killing ourselves doing it. So I uh, you mentioned walking, and I know we've talked about some of this on our previous episode, but you know, walking, I know you've mentioned like using a weighted vest, mm-hmm. doing things that are just approachable and like where you don't need a ton of equipment and you can just start small and building. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really good way to go.
1: I mean, if you want to call it true multitasking, throw in your earbuds and listen to a podcast while you're walking with that weighted vest on, and boom, you've gotten three things done in thirty minutes. I mean, and it didn't take a lot of extra mental effort. no it's it's, and the benefits of walking especially if you throw on a weighted vest are just there's so many they're they're almost innumerable at this point because we just you know science just keeps discovering more and more benefits from walking every day I mean it's already showing that 30 minutes of walking a day can help reduce um your risk of of cancers Mm -hmm. sign me up to me it's a no-brainer but Mm -hmm.
0: no I 100% agree it doesn't take additional financial resources to be able to just take a walk yeah it is and I'm I'm not trying to minimize I'm not trying to minimize like physical limitations and stuff because obviously there are many different circumstances out there but generally speaking if you are in decent enough shape to be able to take walks it is a really good approach
1: and and for those that aren't physically able to go out for a walk there's so many other ways and and I just I'm blessed to say that in the last few months I have gotten to know really well a young lady who is um a wheelchair-bound personal trainer and she does amazing things with her clients and she's done amazing things for herself and she's just she's a resource for me now you know if I know someone that that does have physical limitations I'm so comfortable being like I know just the person to connect you with because Nikki is amazing. And she's just a lovely person. And I mean, she'll help them. I think I actually get to meet her in person in, a, in about a month. Um, and I can't wait. I'm so excited for that trip. So
0: I love it. Well, okay, so going back to our nutrition piece. Um, so what are I guess, Other than like a spoonful a day keeps all your problems away. What are some other, I guess, warning signs maybe people should be mindful of when they're maybe being tempted by some of these fad diets?
1: Um, I think the biggest things definitely are look at the promises that they make. And if they use the word guarantee, it's not a real guarantee, you know that's to me, that's a trigger word. If something says guaranteed to help you lose or guaranteed to help you do X, Y, Z, and not to say that there aren't, I don't want to call them fad diets anymore, that there aren't nutrition plans that haven't gone from being a quote fad diet to being an actual sustainable nutrition plan now, because there are, I look at things like um, the, the low carb Diet lifestyle, you know, it's maybe not for everybody, mm-hmm. but for people who have um, insulin sensitivity or that maybe have PCOS, that low carb diet, especially if they are women of childbearing age who want to have babies, that low carb diet can be a game changer for them. Mm-hmm. That is what I have seen. I've, I know of another coach who it's funny because he is a very big, buff, burly man works with a lot of women who have PCOS and his success rate of those ladies losing weight and being able to reactivate their reproductive system and have children is like over 75%. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what that can do for you. And then I look at, you know, some people have really, really good success with, with the keto diet, the whole of everything with any sort of diet, especially when they're super specific, like low carb or keto, which would technically be like a high fat, low carb is that you have to remember that if you can't sustain it for more than six months, it's not going to be sustainable for you. It's not going to get you the results you want because it's probably just all going to come back. Right. So if you can't sustain it. If you can't look at yourself six months from the future, six months from today and be like, I can still be doing this in six months or nine months or a year. It probably isn't the right one for you right and that gets to be hard because no one wants to plan out a year ahead of time it's hard it's really really hard I mean just look at our life in the last few years with with Aaron's job and and we would have to plan our vacations a year in advance and trying to plan your nutrition a year in advance I'm I'm lucky some weeks if I get for the whole next week planned out
0: <laughs> oh my gosh preach <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Well, and, and I think too, you know, as speaking as someone who does have PCOS, I wish that I had known some of these things back when I was trying to have children, you know, and when I first discovered that that's what was going on with me, I wish I had known that low carb would be a good option for me. I, I have a tragic love affair with carbs (laughs) it's something that I raise your hand right and it's something that is a continuous work in progress for me and I am far 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 from perfect and I definitely don't make my best effort every day but I do have it in the back of my mind as something that I am trying to strive for and I think I guess no matter what your circumstance like whether it's you know PCOS or you have some other kind of like dietary restriction that is you know that you need to implement because it's impacting your health or you're struggling with illness you know there are there are so many resources out there and and again it's very tempting especially when you are having health concerns and you're feeling like you need to fix things quickly to kind of jump into those those quicker fixes not because you don't care about your health but because you're overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. I think you know, having resources like you, like a health and fitness coach, I mean, that is incredible because you already have done that legwork. You know what the best things are and can really help to guide someone who really is
1: needing that. It sounds, it sounds hokey maybe a little bit, but that's the thing that like, you know, how when you watch a show? I'm going to bring this to a, a different analogy here. When you watch a show and it's like, it affects like a whole town and you can just like see the show lifting everybody's spirit and bringing them back up from a low place. You know, when I can, when I can start working with someone who feels like there is no alternative or they have, they just don't know where to go. And they feel so down because they, they feel so horrible all the time, physically horrible. And I can help them start taking little steps. And, you know, it's a gradual process. It takes a few days, takes a few weeks, but all of a sudden they start going, I woke up this morning and my knees didn't hurt. Or Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning and like I didn't feel like I needed to hit the snooze eight times. Instead, I only hit it five times. And that's a huge thing for, for me. When I start to get messages like that, it's it's like the Grinch, my heart. I could feel it growing. I could feel myself bubbling up and being like, <gasps> Like I get that happy feeling because they before they started working with me, they maybe had that thought of like, I'm never gonna be able to get out of this. I'm never gonna be able to feel good again. And that that makes me sad. had a a former high school. Um, she wasn't in my class. I can't remember if she's in your class, um, come to me a couple of weeks ago and she's like, I need help. I don't know what to do anymore. I feel horrible all the time. I'm, I'm chronically ill. I'm hurt from, you know, from our, from the past of what I've done in the past. Um, and she's like, how do I get out of this? And I'm like one step at a time. And, And you made the first biggest, hardest step by asking for help. And I am, here for you and let's get to work. And already after only a couple of days, you know, she's messaging me and she's like, holy cow, I didn't realize I was eating so badly. I tracked I all my food today and whoa, um, you know, and, and it's so it's little things where she's starting to go, I can take complete ownership of this mm-hmm. and I can change this a little step at a little step and, and become what she wants to be again. And, and so that's just makes me so happy and so excited and, and makes me ready to take on on more clients it's like bring them bring them you know if they build it they will come type situation and and that's just exciting to me so yeah what I try to help everyone do is build a sustainable nutrition plan that still lets you have your favorite foods but in a moderated way that lets you still get you know the good nutrition that you need and not still feel like crap like Mm -hmm. I'd ask you what my favorite food are, but foods are, but I mean, my favorite foods are food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I should talk about what my favorite foods are. <laughs> I think people laugh when they hear a nutritionist say that their favorite foods is food. <laughs> like, I love food. Just let me eat. Um, right. But it's about eating in a way that sustains you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard someone say not too long ago that you can you can do what you need to now to preserve your health you can pay for the healthy foods now and yes i know that that you know fresh vegetables and and lean meats they can cost a little bit extra but you can pay that cost now in your food or you can pay more than that cost later on in your health care and which do you want it to be do you want to pay a little extra for food now or do you want to pay triple on everything because you have health issues, diabetes, you know, all those things compound on each other and lead to more. And that's what you're looking at down the road. You can either pay for a gym membership and a little extra for good, clean, whole foods right now, or you can pay for it with higher insurance premiums and medications and more frequent doctor visits. And and to me, um, I'm going to go take the first one because... Even though I work in healthcare, I don't want to spend all my extra time in a doctor's office.
0: The choice, right? Because right now you it's making that intentional choice to, like you said, spend a little bit more in quality food and healthier habits. It seems like whenever we have choice, excuses can kind of come in and we can we can allow life to happen. So it's not always Mm -hmm. just like, ah, we're trying to pawn it off, like just make excuses about it, but life happens, right? And it can become hard to, I guess, stick to our guns when we have the choice. And there's always a million places for money to go. You know, when you're a family on a budget, there are so many places that that money needs to go and it can become easy to sacrifice the things that are going to have the long-term better effect. But then when you are you know, dealing with illness or the long-term ramifications of poor nutrition down the road, well, then it's a have to, now you have to give money towards that. But if you had just done it when you had the choice and it can be in small ways, right? It doesn't have to mean a complete overhaul of your budget.
1: Absolutely. Probably a lot of people don't know about this, this about me, but I mean, I was a single mom for almost 10 years. Um, I I've gone through that. Okay. I've got $20 left from this paycheck after paying all of my bills and I still need to get groceries. What am I going to get? You know, I have, I have been there Mm -hmm. and it is difficult. I completely 100% understand having to make that choice between healthy foods, paying bills, all of that. And, and I, I was lucky that I had parents that very much helped out when I would be short, but I get it. I really do get it. And so I'm, I'm so willing to help people with that portion of it as well, because Ben there, done that, mm-hmm. didn't get the t-shirt though. Um, <laughs> it's, it's something that can be worked through and it's something that can be, there's help out there for it. Like right. there, there's totally help out there for it. You just have to look for it and you have to go ask for it. Just like, health and fitness and nutrition, you have to go ask for it. You know, it it does have to be everyone's individual choice. They have to find the person that they can work with. But at the end of the day, yeah, you got to make the decision. And then, you know, I also think about too, just probably from being a mom is how will my decisions now affect my health in 10, 15, 20, 30 years? You know, I want to be here to watch my boys get married and watch them have families of their own. If I were to still be where I was a couple of years ago, that maybe wouldn't happen. Um, I was tipping the scale at almost 190 pounds and I hit it really well. Most people don't realize I was 190, I was 189 pounds at one point. And that's not healthy for my height. It's not healthy for my frame. And if I kept down that road, where would I be now? Well, first off, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about this. (laughs) But I mean, would I be in the start of, of, you know, being pre-diabetic? Probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. But I'm not there. Hey friend, I'm guessing you're here listening to this episode because feeling awkward or seeking joy is something that really resonates with you. If so, I'm beyond grateful to have you here. No one else lights me up supporting my fellow small business owners. So do you have a product or service that aligns with the vibe shared here on the podcast and that you think would benefit the amazing people in our community? If so, this could be your advertising space. Feel free to reach out to me at unravel at farahweberg.com so we can find ways to support each other. Now, back to the show. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things going on in our world right now that are causing people to have to really kind of focus more intentionally on their health. I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic. Cancer's at an all-time high. Heart disease is at an all-time high. And just knowing that there are things we can do, not just with our physical activity, but with our nutrition to give ourselves the best chance. I think it's so important to give attention and whatever resources we have, again, I don't want to minimize people who are on very strict budgets. You know, it's, it's hard, as you said, you know, when you you've gone through that as well to be able to prioritize those healthy foods. And I think now, especially going into the summer months, we're going to be in temptation season with barbecues and, sitting out at the beach and like not necessarily always making the best choices but sustainable nutrition is just that it's something that you can find a way to sustain no matter the season and the temptation so you know talking a little bit more about that what would be I guess some things that you would recommend that would be easy things for people to kind of hone in on when it comes to that sustainable nutrition
1: it's just going to help you feel more energetic and it's going to help your, you know, your skin is going to look better, all those benefits of water. But, um, you know, I know that the summer months, barbecues, parties, we all want to be out with that cold beverage in our hand, alternate it, have, have one of your cold beverages, have the same amount in cool water. And just, you know, if you want to have a couple of drinks, you can have a couple drinks, but just put a water or two in between. Um, and, Second thing that that will help is you won't have that hangover the next day. Uh, So you'll wake up better because you didn't wake up with a nasty headache and a dry mouth and going, Oh, I shouldn't have done that yesterday. And also because alcohol lowers our inhibitions. And so we might go to that barbecue thinking, I'm going to stay on my food. I'm not going to, you know, have all the junk. I'm not going to eat the bag of chips. Um, And the minute we have that first drink and we get that down and someone walks by with that plate of whatever it is that we wanted, we're gonna be like, "Mm, forget it, I'm gonna go have that. If you avoid quite so much alcohol, you'll, you'll keep your, your willpower stronger, higher, you'll be able to be like, nope, and you'll be able to say I'm going to go have that, that hamburger that I brought with the bagel thin bun or with the thin bun that I brought, or I'm going to go have you know, that chicken breast instead of that bratwurst or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, not to say that bratwurst are bad, not not my favorite, but, um, you know, just making those little changes. The other thing that I would say with summer is fresh veggies, just eat them, eat them. Like there's no tomorrow because vegetables and fruits are where we get all the majority of our vitamins and minerals. Um, And the fresher we can eat them, I mean, A, they taste fantastic when they're super fresh. You ever, you know, pop sugar snap peas off the vine in the garden and eating them, you remember how sweet and crunchy they are. Eat them. Just eat them. Because you can eat a giant bowl of sugar snap peas and not get near the calories that you would from a bowl of chips, Mm -hmm. but you're getting more vitamins and minerals from those peas. You're getting the fiber from them you're getting that crunchy, sweet flavor that you probably want from the chips. It's also in the peas. I mean, there's always ways around, around the bad choices. Again, it is a personal choice and it is comes down to willpower. And I'm going to be the first to say that there are times I walk into my parents' house and there's that bowl of fresh made guacamole and the tortilla chips. And I'm diving in with one before I even have a thought. Again, I'm a nutritionist who loves food. So I got to have a couple. but there's always better choices it's just learning to navigate to those better choices and keeping your willpower muscle strong enough that you can say I'm going to have these five chips but then I'm going to go have five sugar snap peas and five carrot sticks and five slices of cucumber as well you know it's a trade-off and it's it should always be about balance that's what I think it needs to come down to is is balance. I mean, I work very hard to make sure that my my meals that I eat are balanced around the good and the healthy that I know I should have and the pizza that I know I want to eat. Mm-hmm. Do I have pizza every week? No. If my boys let us, yes, we would. But I'm not going to eat it every day. And I'm not going to eat it even once a week because first off, I, it's expensive. <laughs> And second, we don't eat it. So
0: well, and I think also just paying attention, you know, when you're talking about eating fresh fruits and veggies versus a bowl of chips. I mean, yeah, in both respects you're getting energy from them, right? Because it's like the chips will have the carbs and like the the quick temporary um energy. But just really paying attention to how your body feels after eating those things. And I think that can be a really strong indicator of where you should be putting more of your effort, not saying deny, because I, I agree with you. I'm a firm believer that if there are things that we really love, denying ourselves 100% of those things will, will never work. And that will just basically nip your sustainable habits in the bud because you're going to be, you can't maintain You'll be it. be miserable. Yeah, exactly. But just like, you kind of paying attention to the cues that we get from our bodies, which oftentimes we can kind of ignore, but that will help guide us in in what some of those good decisions are, not just about what's tempting in the moment, but how we feel after we've eaten it.
1: And I don't think we should deny ourselves our favorite foods. You know, I I know another coach who had a client come to her and said, I'm willing to work with you, but I have one non-negotiable. I love mac and cheese and I don't want to give up my mac and cheese. And she said, great, you don't have to. We'll work it into your plan so that every week you still get to have a serving of mac and cheese. And she had a week where she turned in her assessment and her coach looks and goes, um, message her and said, we need to talk. And this gal was like, oh my God, what did I do? And she gets on the phone with her coach and her coach goes, you didn't have your mac and cheese last week. Why not? we created this plan so you could have your mac and cheese every week and you failed me. You didn't have your mac and cheese. And she was like, I was, she was my client was so blown away because she thought I, she was in trouble. And really I was just like, dude, we created this race so you could have mac and cheese every day and you didn't have your mac and cheese. <laughs> so that's what I want to teach people too is, you can eat healthy. You can still have your mac and cheese or your pizza or your pasta or whatever it is that just makes you, you know, your comfort food. What is your comfort food that just makes you feel good inside? We can work around that. We can still make sure that you get to have that mm-hmm. without feeling deprived. Because if you feel deprived, you're right. It's just going to blow up in your face later on. And you're going to make it through about two weeks and you're be like, you know what? Screw this. This isn't worth it. I want to eat this bowl of mac and cheese and I'm going to go eat the bowl. And instead you eat the entire box and then you feel bad and you just blow everything off. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want for me. I want them to be able to have that mac and cheese and feel good about eating the mac and cheese, knowing that they're still hitting their goals. That's, right. that's the important thing. Right. Oh,
0: a hundred percent. And, you know, I think your tips, you know, talking a little bit again about some of the summer activities we're heading into just making ourselves more mindful of mm-hmm. the the, place, the things we can go towards and whether it be at events or just even at home on the weekend. And, you know, where you're maybe more active outdoors or doing things during the summer months, like things that are quick, easy things to grab. Do you have some suggestions of like really good accessible things during the summer months?
1: Oh, to just keep in your fridge stocked and ready to grab and snack. Yeah. Um, Yogurt cups, you know, go to Sam's Club or Costco and and buy the little, you know, Greek yogurt cups. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are fantastic to have. They're such quick, easy snacks. Um, Fruits, veggies, you know, when you, when you get them, everyone thinks this takes so much extra time, but it actually doesn't. This can be a time saver. When you come home from the grocery store with that bag of carrots, um, you know, peel them and slice them up right away into carrot sticks and put them in a Tupperware that you can easily just pull out or pull them in individual little baggies. It might take you an extra 20 minutes on grocery shopping day to do that, to portion out your fruit, to clean up the strawberries and and get them cleaned, um, or the raspberries or the blueberries or whatever your fruit is, or to chop up that watermelon. But if you get that all prepped and ready to to grab and eat when you're hungry and you open up your fridge and like, what am I gonna eat? And there's this convenient baggie of grapes that you've already portioned out and you know exactly how many are in there. It's so easy to grab those and go sit back outside in the warm weather and pop those cold grapes because they're going to taste amazing, Mm -hmm. right? Or throw them in the freezer since you have frozen grapes. And then you slice those frozen grapes and I know you hate bubbling sparkling water, but (laughs) throw those frozen grapes in a sparkling water and you're going to feel like you're drinking a cocktail, but you're just drinking sparkling water with frozen grapes. And then you can eat your ice cubes at the end. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know your tastes and your feelings on sparkling water. <laughs> I Keep can't. It tastes like hairspray. <laughs> I don't know how much hairspray you drink in high school that you know that, <laughs> but
0: whatever. Hey, that was the days of Aquanet. <laughs> Back off.
1: <laughs> Aquanet. We inadvertently failed it no matter what. Same with veggies, though. You know, you, you have a whole bunch of veggies ready to go. And then you get, you know, a, a container or a small little container of plain Greek yogurt. And you get a packet of the Hidden Valley Ranch and you mix those up. And then you've got, you know, a high protein ranch dip. Cause I mean, we're the Midwest, so it's ranch. Um, and you just dip your veggies in that. And you know, it's, it's not a bad snack. Mm-hmm. People will laugh at me too. When I say grab beef jerky, because there's two things beef jerky is going to do for you. Granted, you know, if you were in summer or whatever, it's salty. So it's going to make you want to drink more water, mm-hmm. but it's still protein. So it's going to give you that, that satiation that you're going to be like, wow, I ate two pieces of, of, of beef jerky and had a glass of water and huh. Now I don't want that chocolate or those chips or whatever, because your body's going to go, we're good. We don't need any more, you know? So there's always good choices. Yes, there's probably better choices, but there's always good choices that you can make. And sometimes Mm -hmm. keeping it as simple as having things prepped and ready to go in your fridge that are easy to grab. Those are, are some of the best ways to do it. I also have to say another life-saving tip for me lately of not buying the junk food is ordering your groceries online and picking them up through the pickup. Oh, like to not even have to go into the grocery store. Oh my goodness. The amount of junk food in our pantry has significantly decreased because I simply don't go in the grocery store anymore.
0: Yes, you're not impulse buying when you're hungry. You're not like seeing things on the shelf that you wouldn't have put
1: on your list. Right. It's like I go through my list into the Target website and I put in exactly what I need. And I hit the pay now, and then I go a couple hours later, and I sit in my car, and they bring it out to me, and it's like, done. I didn't even have to look at all the candy or the ice cream. And, you know, in the summer, it'll be great because I won't have to bring the boys in the grocery store. Mom, can we get ice cream? Mom, can we get candy? And I don't have to be the bad guy saying no. We're like, all right, we're going to go pick up the Target order, and we pick it up, and we come back home.
0: Yep. You or just get described every work. single, every single week
1: that I'm doing target pickup too. And then with
0: it's that time not- saver, with that time saver of not having to go in the store, now you have that time to prep and, and put away your fruits and veggies and have things ready to go.
1: You Absolutely. know, it's,
0: it's anything, I, I guess I don't see there's any shame in doing grocery ordering, whether you have it delivered or you're doing the pickup like we are. Because it's just, it's another way to make life easier and not in a way that makes us lazy, but to help us, enable us to make good choices and to feel like we've got a handle on things. So I feel like it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful option.
1: I also think of it this way. You know, if I'm doing a target pick of order, that's giving someone a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we could get like super deep on all that, but I mean, I just think of it in that way is that Mm -hmm. maybe my ordering the groceries online just keeps that one person employed that is trying to get through college. And for all we know, that one person that's trying to get through college could be the next doctor that finds a cure for cancer. Who knows? We don't know how life is going to play out. Mm -hmm. You
0: don't, you talk about that that temptation factor of not like being in there in person and kind of like grabbing things you normally wouldn't. Well, it's also a cost saving factor for you. I mean, not only are you like someone's getting a job because they're taking on that role for you, but you're saving money by not doing some of that impulse buying and maybe those funds then can go towards buying better quality items there. So like the grass fed beef or the free range eggs and the fresh produce versus canned and whatever it might be, because you're able to kind of allocate your money a little bit more responsibly towards what you're purchasing.
1: Absolutely. And one last tip I would give when it comes to, to produce, you know, if, if someone is on a budget and they really do want to get better produce and, but they can't afford the, um, the fresh frozen is your next best bet, mm-hmm. because a lot of those are flash frozen right when they're the, the ripest. And it's so cheap to store them and to ship them once they're frozen. And you just thaw them and, and, you know, thaw and go. If you can't afford the fresh, get the frozen. It's the next best thing. And they're, I mean, you look at a bag of frozen corn and it's like, what, a $1 dollar sometimes, a dollar and a half. Whereas four cobs of corn, you know, in the summer might be like $10. The bag of frozen corn is going to last you. You can put it in soups and salads in tacos and you know all sorts of things and that was a lot cheaper Mm -hmm. than maybe buying it as a fresh whole food earlier or later on plus it's going to last you a lot longer
0: oh yeah and the nice thing about that too is when you're in between grocery trips we always have frozen veggies on hand because inevitably I will tell you like right now (laughs) we're out of our our fresh fruit and veggies beyond apples and we're going to Costco today actually but we have a giant bag of mixed veggies and we have frozen peas and things like that, that we always keep on hand sometimes as a convenience thing during the week, right? If we're, we're really pressed on time, we don't have as much time to prep veggies. That's an easy quick fix that I know will still be good. Or when we have run out and we're ready to do our grocery run again, we still have something to pull from that's healthy.
1: And a pinch, you can also use them as an ice pack. Having all boys, I go through a lot of <laughs> ice packs in the summer. that's very true
0: it's multifunctional (laughs) I love it so well Lynn is there anything else that you like on the sustainable nutrition front that you want to share again like to kind of recap a little bit you talked about making sure again we get our water um, especially as we head into the summer months making sure we're that we're staying hydrated Um, fresh fruits and vegetables being intentional about the kind of carbs that we eat. Um, anything you wanna say more about protein? I know you mentioned like like some, some quick things.
1: I mean, if you are going to a barbecue or a friend's house and you're not sure what they're going to have, no one is ever going to feel upset if you bring your own protein to grill. No one is ever going to be mad that you bring your own chicken breast or chicken apple sausage or whatever makes you happy to grill. And if someone does make a big stink out of it, you just turn it around on them and be like, you know, I'm I'm watching what I am taking into my body. I'm watching the preservatives or the chemicals. Or you could even just say, you know, I've really noticed that lately when I eat that, my stomach doesn't react well. So I brought my own because I want to be able to have fun and not feel sick later on. Most people are not going to get mad at you for saying something like that. You know, if you put it back on yourself, oh, I brought this because lately or I had a bratwurst last week and I felt horrible afterwards and I just don't want to feel that way again. No one's going to get mad at you for that. Right. You know, it's it's okay to bring your own food. It's okay to have your own cooler with. Most barbecues are BYOB anyway. So who cares if you throw a chicken breast in your, in your cooler as well?
0: Right. And I th- I think too, just, you know, feeling confident enough to advocate for yourself in that way and not worry about people's perceptions. Just know you're making the right choice for you. And hopefully wherever you're headed, it's because it's someone who knows you and cares about you and they won't question it or give you too hard of a time.
1: And if they do give you a hard time, they're probably just jealous that you have the conviction and the willpower to do what you know you need to do for yourself.
0: And maybe that was the nudge they needed, right? They that's see the you nudge maybe,
1: that they needed. Yeah. See that someone else is willing to take themselves first. And then at the next barbecue, they bring their own. Mm -hmm. you never know never know who you what your choices and advocating for your own choices how that will affect others and maybe you are that one person that they actually look to and you doing the right thing makes them go huh I need to do this too and then they start taking the right steps
0: it's the trickle down effect right you're making good choices for yourself that's obviously influencing your kids, the people in your life, and it can just keep going. I love it. Just as much as negativity can spread, man, positivity and good choices can do the same.
1: Yep. It's, I, I like the word ripple effect better than trickle down. I like it, ripple. You're You're the epicenter and you're rippling everything out mm-hmm. to everyone around you. That's important. I love it.
0: Well- and of of course, you know, for anyone who's looking to kind of get started on this path and is still feeling a little uncertain or tempted by those quick, bad, miracle promising <laughs> supplements and diets out there. I mean, just taking that step to do the research yourself or working with someone who is educated and knows what they're doing like Lynn. And, you know, the great thing about, about Lynn is, you know, you don't have to be, you know, local to her to work with her. She just has such a strong presence online. She has an amazing Facebook group that makes all of this really accessible and she can work with you anywhere. So Lynn, do you want to share a little bit more about your group and where they can work with you?
1: Yep. So you can, I mean, I have a lot of people that are in my Facebook group and it's, it's just growing every day and every week. And that is a uh, strong AF fitness and nutrition. Um, it is a private group, but you can request to join just Fill out the three questions that I have there, um, and and you can join in that as your first step. And maybe in a few months you're ready to take the next step, um, and then you can shoot me a message and work with me one on one. I do one on one coaching um, primarily. It's all virtual because I have people all over the country, um, and so that's that's an easy thing to do is is just to start a conversation with me and shoot me a message and we can get started in in whatever way you're looking for. I love that. And all of that this- in my Facebook group because I'm going to keep it simple. And that's what we need, man.
0: <laughs> keep it simple. And just realizing that just taking that first step, you are worthy. You deserve to feel good inside, to, to be healthy, to feel like you're making good choices in your life. You don't have to put yourself last all the time. You should put yourself first so that you can be the person you want to be in your life and be healthy and be what you need to for others. So
1: yeah, the best version of that I ever heard is, you know, everyone always says you can't pour from an empty cup, but the, the version of that saying that I like even better is sometimes you have to be a little selfish before you can be selfless.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. I, I could not agree with that more. And it has taken me a lot of time. I I think to be able to reconcile myself with that, you know, being a people pleaser, but it is so, so, so true that if we are not taking care of ourselves, we can't be there for others either. So I love it. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. I love this so much. We will link all your information in the show notes. And, you know, I promised everyone that you'd be back and here you are helping me wrap up (laughs) towards the end of season one but you're definitely going to be back again for season two and I'm so excited and thank you again so much for all your wisdom thanks so much for joining me today if you love today's chat please make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode also can you help a girl out and leave a review your feedback means the world to me, and it helps me to connect and make the show more of what you need. Also, please feel free to share with anyone in your life who you think needs to hear this message too. I can't wait to chat with you again soon. And in the meantime, keep it real, hopeful, and
1: awkward, my friend.